You are Locked On Mets, your daily New York Mets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all you amazing Mets fans. You're listening to Locked On Mets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Mets your first listen every day. Locked On Mets, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Well, was not planning on recording a show today, but June's over. And that's something that deserves to be celebrated, particularly based on how the month ended and how the entire month just broke out where this team fell apart. So first segment, I want to break down another rough game and just reflect on what's happened this month. Second segment, we'll dive into some numbers from some struggling Mets that just can't possibly be worse as we now turn the page to July. Before we get to any of it, though, I'm your host, Ryan Ficklestein. If you want to find any of my work, follow me on Twitter, Ficklestein Ryan. You can also find some of my writing at JustBaseball.com, where I work as the managing editor. Well, I was not planning to do a podcast for Saturday, uh, even at the Mets won, and actually particularly at the Mets won, because I thought, you know what? The Mets win one game, no reason to overreact and do a show on it. They still have to win a series. Win a series before I can sit here and talk about it and, and give any more optimism on what just seems at this point to be one of the biggest disasters of a season this franchise has ever known. Uh, But the way they lost on Friday night was so bad that I felt like if I didn't come on and record something, I would just be laying in bed at night, just thinking about it. (laughs) And so this is my way to get it off my chest, I guess. So, so bear with me, but at least June's over. That's what I can say about this game uh, and where this series is going and this horrible month that we just watched. The Mets were awful. Simply awful. It was a 7-19 and 19 on the month. Um, only the Royals had a worse record in Major League Baseball. The Mets had a 5-21 and 21 June, I guess, in 2018 um, from what I saw tonight on social media, which tells you that this isn't the worst month in franchise history, but it certainly feels like it, okay? As much as you can look back to 2018 and say, oh, there was Jacob deGrom on that team and, I don't know, Michael Conforto or whatever you were trying to believe in as a Mets fan and how they were going to find their way to be a good ball club that year, it wasn't a team with expectations like this. And I'd have to go back and remember because, yes, every season Mets fans are invested, but to have a level of buy-in, that you got from this fan base because of the moves you've made and the season you had last year and to fall as flat as they had this month. To me, it feels like this is the worst month in franchise history. And I don't really care if there's been other months where statistically it's been worse or the record's been worse to lose every single series and be as just simply pathetic as this team has been. That's just, you know, (laughs) it supersedes any records or statistics to say that was the worst month in franchise history. They've fallen 10 games under 500 and Buck Showalter can say after the game, you know, don't count out these guys. And, you know, people count these guys will be mistaken. And you know what? Maybe this Mets team has a run in them. I don't know. It's not hard to get back into the wild card race when three teams get in, but 
the way they lost tonight was shocking because Buck Showalter did the proactive thing. The Mets are winning 4-2, eighth inning, top of the Giants lineup is up. And he gets David Robertson. He gets him out there early. I don't know if he was thinking six out save, if he was just thinking get through this part of the lineup and I'll turn it over to somebody else in the ninth and maybe we tack on another run or two. His bullpen is in such dire straits. He said, all right, we're going straight over to David Robertson this eighth inning. He strikes out the first batter. Then you have an error by Pete Alonso and a walk of J.D. Davis. Two runners are on. And Patrick Bailey, of all people, ends up hitting a home run, his fifth of the season. I guess he's having a nice year as the Giants catcher. Shouldn't knock him. He's got a 904 OPS. But still, David Robertson, who's been nails all year, is finally used in a spot where the Mets give him a lead, and he chokes it away. And that just epitomizes everything we saw from this Mets team this month. They played a good baseball game for seven innings, and they couldn't get the job done. First inning, Jeff McNeil came up big with a double down the line. Looked like the McNeil, you love to see where he's finding those holes, and he had another one later in the game, so that was good. Carlos Carrasco gave up a run in the first, but Mets got it right back in the second. You had Tommy Pham with the base hit. He had another great game. He's been awesome. Uh, Brett Beatty reaches on an error uh, where they try to throw a second base to get the force out on Pham. It hits off Pham's shoulder, and all of a sudden the Mets are sitting with uh, runners at second and third. Nobody out. Should have done more. Marquez strikes out. Nervaez, sack fly. Nimmo grounds out. They only get one there. It's a wasted opportunity, honestly. But, hey, Mets baseball, it is what it is, right? Carrasco's good in the third. Uh, Mets into a lot of bad luck in that inning. Carrasco's good again in the fourth. And then the fifth inning, he finally gives up a home run uh, to Wilmer Flores to even the game. But the Mets come right back and grab a lead. Jeff McNeil. Uh, doubles in Brandon Nimmo. It's a fan interference play, but the Mets were awarded a run on it based on the fact that Nimmo should have scored. Had the fan not interfered in judgment call, the Mets get the benefit of the doubt there. And then Tommy Pham tacks on another run in the bottom of the sixth inning. Carlos Grasco was solid. Goes five innings, allows the two runs. Jeff Brigham got, was it four outs or five outs? Four outs. Brooks Raley came in. He got a couple. And it all led up to that moment where the Mets are up 4-2 to two and David Robertson comes in and somehow blows the game. Even with giving up three runs, I guess two of them earned. Let me see, actually. I don't know. How does that work? Was it one or two earned based on the error? It was two earned, correct. He gave up two runs and his ERA went to a flat two. Shows you how good David Robertson has been. And yet with a chance to get up on the Giants first game in the series to turn the page to a new month, not so fast, the Mets absolutely blow it. What a disaster of a month of June. And now July is make or break. The Mets have to be as good as they were bad in July as they were in June to make something out of this season. They're not going to play as many games. There's an all-star break in there. Seven and 19. Can you go 
even 15 and seven, something along those lines. I got to check how many games they play in July, but still, could you do just that? I wonder if this team has any hope getting to 500 by the all-star break. Can you imagine that? They're 10 games under. And yeah, we've said it. If they get back in the race, maybe they'll be dumb enough to add, or maybe they'll just sit, stand pat. You're getting to a point where you almost want the Mets to lose so that they don't waste any more resources on this season and they get some back by, by flipping guys to the deadline. Like You can start to have those conversations with yourself at this point. But honestly, I just want to see the Mets play good baseball for like a week. More than thinking about the future, thinking about who could be traded, anything else. I got to tune in and watch these games every night. And I would just love it if the Mets could string together a little bit of success. When they have a 4-2 to two lead for once, can they hold it? Can they maybe win a single game if their starter doesn't get them through six? Because as good as Carrasco looked, and it seems like he's starting to turn a little bit of a corner, if he can't get you past the fifth, with this team, I guess you just lose. It's brutal. What I want to do next to close out this show for the week now, because I'm not coming back on for a Sunday episode, I don't believe. We'll see. Maybe they pissed me off today, um, too, on Saturday. But I want to look back at this month and the people who did not perform well, who are due for positive regression. Because when you look at Pete Alonzo's numbers in particular, you guys at the Mets can't do much worse uh, when you get into July here. Before we get to that, though, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Uh, take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right, just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 You can spend betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run. If you want to bet on strikeouts, Justin Verlander on the mound, you can do that all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. Mets play the Giants at 4:10 Eastern Time today. Catch every pitch in the Mets hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Mets. Well, June numbers for this Mets team. Look at the last 30 days at MLB.com. You're going to find that Brandon Nimmo was great this month. Shout out to Nims. Uh, hit 255. Okay, you look at that. You say, "Oh, he's not great." Look, man. 360 on base for Nemo, 500 slug. He had a seven home run month. I'd venture to guess that Brandon Nemo has never had a seven home run month in his career. I, I I would be shocked if he did. Honestly, I didn't dig through each month of his of his career up to this point, but uh, I, I just couldn't imagine it. Uh, unbelievable, 860 OPS. He drove in 18. That was the best mark on the team. He scored 14. That's you know, right behind uh, Lindor, Fam, and Marte with 15 runs scored for the most in the month. He was great. He was absolutely great. Maybe he struck out a little bit more than you'd like, but Brandon Nemo's been playing good baseball. He's one of the few 
guys on this team that you can say that. You compare his numbers to last year up to this point in the season. Last year he had 274, this year 282. Last year he got a base at a 367 clip, this year 373. Last year he slugged 433, this year 455. His OPS is 28 points higher. Last year he hit uh, 16 home runs. He's already up to 11. So I think that tells you all you need to know about Brandon Nimmo. Now, Francisco Lindor, not an awful month either. Now, granted, a lot better over the last couple weeks, but still hit six home runs, uh, you know, OPS of 816. Pretty solid. Tommy Pham was unbelievable. 349 average, 387 on base, 640 slug, OPS over 1,000. He hit six home runs. He tied Nemo for the team lead with 18 runs driven in. He was great and played every day, basically. Uh, then you get to the bad parts, right? Um, shockingly, I guess, to, to rattle off the rest of the good, Louis Guillaume, uh, very small sample size of 19 at-bats, but he hit 319. Or 316, excuse me, with a 684 slugging because he had a home run, a triple, and two doubles um, of to made up his six hits. OPS over a thousand. Other than that, uh, no one else was very good. So you get to the bad, and, and you had to look at Pete Alonso. Now, obviously, he got hit in the wrist, really bad injury for him. We thought he was going to be after 40, was it three to four weeks originally? Came back in 10 days, which is remarkable. But you wonder if he's still playing through something, and that's part of his performance this month, which was dreadful. I mean, a 534 OPS for, for – sorry, that was looking at Francisco Alvarez. 586 OPS for Pete Alonso, 534 for Alvarez. The two of them hit a buck 52 for Alonso, buck 51 for Alvarez. Um, just just bad at-bats, just, just bad baseball. Um you know, Alvarez went from winning this catcher's job outright to the point where now you're like, all right, get revised some time, maybe. Because <laughs> he hasn't been hitting. Despite the fact that Vogelback came alive at the end of the month, he still had a 651 OPS. Um, he did hit three home runs and 50 uh, a bat. So for him, that's pretty decent. Starling Marte spent a whole show on him yesterday. Um, hit 265, 294 on base, 357 slug. There is no slug to his game right now. His OPS was 651. Brett Bays was 659. Mark Canna's was 718. Jeff McNeil, 550. Hit below the Mendoza line for a month, 196. And Escobar, and what you got of him, which was 28 bats, it was 573 OPS from him. And Omar Revaez, smaller sample size, 23 at bats. He's hitting 130. Um, 222 on base and his slug is identical to his average because he hasn't hit uh, any extra base hits this month 352 brutal and also all the way down to mark vientos 19 at bats he was three for 19 158 average uh, 385 ops they just got awful offensive production across the board and then you go to the pitchers and it's bad too um you know they look at the pitchers over the last 30 days scherzer 425 era um, Carrasco six two three and five starts. McGill six seven five. Uh, Dominic Leone eleven and two thirds pitch five point four zero ERA. Uh, Verlander shockingly three 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 is not bad. Senga three seven one, not bad. Adam Adovino three nine seven that's bad. David Robertson after giving up these runs three oh nine. Brooks Raley was good one seven four ERA. Jeff Brigham awful five seven three with. How many walks? Had to be a ton. Seven walks only is actually shocking to me. And 11 innings pitched. Drew Smith, 5-4 OERA. Um, 
just go up and down the line, man. Every, everyone was bad. Everyone was bad this month. Um, David Peterson, one start scoreless. How about that? Zero ERA for June. One thing he did right was pitching in June. We'll see what he does on his first July start. But this team just completely fell off a cliff this month. And now you got to hope, look, you turn the page of July, maybe something shifts. I, I, I can't count on it, but if you're a fan that's tuning in every day, you just got to hope. You just got to hope. They're 18 and a half back in this division. Um, they're 11 and a half back from the Marlins right now. Seven and a half back from the Phillies. You just got to climb over those teams in the wild card race to get in the mix, particularly the Phillies. Like that's the first hurdle. Be better than the Phillies. And the Phillies are six and four in their last 10 compared to the Mets who are two and eight. Look at actually up and down this division. Braves nine and one in their last 10. Marlins six and four. Phillies six and four. Nationals six and four. Mets two and eight. They're only two and a half games up on the Nationals right now. So tells the story of the season. Uh, not the most fun episode, but like I said, I would be laying up in bed just thinking about it if I didn't get some stuff off my chest to see David Robert because this isn't a game where you can blame Buck Showalter. You could say, ah, oh, I can't believe Dominic Leone had to come in in X spot. No, he had the right guy on the mound. The Mets still lost. And that is the story of this season. Regardless, that's going to be all for today's edition of Locked On Mets. Make sure you follow, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Finkelstein Ryan. Follow the show at Locked On Mets. If you want to catch every pitch in the Mets hometown broadcast this weekend, you can do so with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Mets.